the biggest sports stories of the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay, and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow, and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's not cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bum. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him. And I think that for, is, for Rod. For the MVP yeah. of the NFL again this it, year? Right. Is he no, really no, 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 no. I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Now, that might be a... is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, round. No, Wait, can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now? Because we got to find out. This is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. morning to you. How about this? The final show of a month doesn't have NFL football regular season action. Means it's getting there. We are getting there, Kyle. It's creeping up on us, Craig. I'm excited. It is. It is. It is also the last show of what uh, we internally here at our company have called GKB Month. Where we've been celebrating the 25 years of our company's existence. And I put together a, a little list, um, which I'm interested to see how you could do at it. So I, and, and by you, I mean everyone. Kyle, as well as anyone listening, if there is anyone listening. Uh, you know, that used to be one of our segments of our show. If we were counting down the best segments of the last 25 years, when I was doing afternoons in Madison, when Steve, the Steve and Craig show, you know, which uh, we did for the first like 10 years of the company, we had a segment called Was Anyone Listening? And we would, uh, we would take a clip from the day before show and you'd have to guess what happened on the show that day. And like, we would really want to know if anyone actually listened to our show. And we would find out because you would have to listen to the show one day and listen at the next day. Pre going back to download an app, like Wisconsin On Demand, none of that. No, I mean, there was no way. I mean, you couldn't archive. If you missed the show that day, it was gone. There wasn't, you know, I mean, it wasn't like all these ways now where if if you miss something, you can can catch it on the back, on the way back. All right. So here's what I, I put together, and I may have missed some. So that's why, that's a big part of why I'm trying to ask you this. So now you want to start with the good or the bad? Let's start. It's Sunday. Let's start with the good. Okay. Get my spirits up. I didn't think you were going to go there, but let's start with the good. So I have a list of what I feel are the 10 biggest wins of the GKB era in Wisconsin sports. Okay. 10 biggest wins yes. of the GKB era, which is the last 25 years in Wisconsin sports. And uh, let's see how you could do. And also, you can give a call now if you want to jump in 
on the old National Bank talk and text line 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776. Old National Bank wants you to get old. Uh, so, uh, and we'll, we could take some talks and texts on this if, uh, you know, as you're, as you're struggling or as you, we'll see how you get through. All right. So top 10 wins in Wisconsin sports over the last 25 years. And, and these, this isn't a right or wrong. Ultimately, these are what I have. And let's see if you have same types of games pop to mind for you. So top 10 wins. So the biggest wins. Yep. Biggest wins. All right. So I'm going to just start with college basketball, Wisconsin defeating Kentucky, undefeated Kentucky at the time. That is on my list. Got it. What number is that? It's not numbered. I didn't put it in order. I didn't go. I wasn't, uh, I'm not trying to like stir controversy with this win. No, no. Okay. It's all good. And then another one has to be the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl championship. Over the Steelers. Yes. That is on my list. Then also on that list has to be the Milwaukee Bucks game six. That is victory on my list. Now I'm um, uh, then all also on that list. This should be on the list. Is when wait? Let me go take a step back. If I want to do that one or not, let's do. Uh, le- yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the Milwaukee Brewers. In the playoffs, when Nigel Morgan had the walk-off win. Absolutely. 2011 in the NLDS against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Absolutely a top 10 moment, um, top 10 win in Wisconsin sports, in my opinion, over the last 25 years. Where are we at here? Well, I mean, you have four of my ten, but I'm saying okay. I'm not saying my ten. Oh, you got the four. Ten, no, no, but okay. But, well, let's also go. Let's let's uh, when Wisconsin upset Arizona in the NCAA tournament back in was that 2001. So was that Arizona upset in the NCAA when they made that run to the Final Four? So the 2000 2000 team. So I went with the win over Purdue to go to the Final Four. Okay, because that was the Elite Eight game. That went to the Final Four because I feel like if and you're right they beat Arizona Gilbert what, Arenas yeah great team yeah that was in the Sweet Sixteen that was the one eight game and I mean, oh no one eight would have been the second round right yeah yeah, yeah one eight would have been would have been round of thirty two yeah, yep. I don't I don't I don't yeah what, so that was the second round was the Arizona game. Uh, to me that was huge because you know they knocked off a number one seed but clearly it's not on your list which it is fine which but that he, but that run. Right, overall, was. I mean, the beating Purdue to go to the Final Four was on my list because I also, it's not like I had beating Villanova a few years ago. Remember Villanova? But see, it was so different because the Badgers have established themselves yep. as a basketball program. I, I agree, but Villanova, remember, was national championship, number one team, yeah. all that. So that's why I thought beating Purdue, like for that team to go to the Final Four. Big deal. To me, that was the, the big deal in 2000. So, so even though they had beat Purdue before, that was the game I have there. Am I done or can I guess? Again? No, you can keep oh, going. Okay, well then let's stay in college basketball and let's go. I don't remember who Marquette beat to go to the Final Four, but Marquette going to the Final Four and then losing to Kansas. I know they lost so to Kansas. So that game is definitely on the list that I have here. Yes. Because not only did Marquette win to go to the Final Four, not only did they beat Kentucky, who was the number one team who had beat Wisconsin in that same tournament, but Dwayne Wade had a triple-double against Kentucky 
And they kind of beat up on Kentucky in that game. So, yeah, I, I got that. So, wow, you're you're hitting a lot of the games I hit. So we got Wisconsin beating Kentucky in the Final Four. Wisconsin beating Purdue to go to the Final Four. Marquette beating Kentucky to go to the Final Four. Niger Morgan with the hit to go, uh, win the National League uh, Division Series. And the Bucks beating the Suns to win the NBA Finals. And so another one. That should be on. So I got a couple in my head. Another one in the the finals, which was a spectacular game, was the with the value game yep, five in game Phoenix. Five. I got that, that should here. be on the list. Yep, on my list. Fantastic. Bucks, Bucks winning game five in Phoenix to basically gain home court advantage so they could win it in game six. Absolutely on my list. So I'm trying to think. Uh, and okay, and here's another one. This, like, it's your list. I have no idea. Like the Wisconsin routing Nebraska 70 to 24, that that game is on my list because that game was, I mean, it just, in Big Ten Championship game, destroyed them. Yep. That would be on my list. May I not be on that. Your, not on my, my list. Might not be on your list, but this should be on your list. Okay. CC Sabathia putting this team on the back in the last game of the regular, uh, like, I think it was the, the extra game where CC, he, uh, I don't know if he went the distance. I might have went the distance. Remember that game with CC Sabathia back in 08? Carried so, the Brewers into the playoffs so and they CC needed that had last a game. Lot of moments, but it was the Ryan Braun home run in 2008 to beat the Cubs that really put them in, and that's what I made my list here. But not to, is that not the same game? Or I have um, no idea. I just remember CC Sabathia basically putting this team on his back. I love me some CC. Yes, I agree. But yeah, I'm trying to think if if CC would have started the Braun game. In 2008, uh, let's see. Braun 2008, home run. I mean, because that, I mean, that was, remember, the, the, the Brewers hadn't been in the postseason for, uh, for so long. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was a monster, monster, uh, CC goes the distance you know, to clinch, and, and that was against the Cubs. It was uh, CC Sabathia goes the distance helps Brewers clinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're we're on the same page there. Okay, I don't again. I don't know if the home run. It was the home run in the same game. I have I I can't recall. Yep. All right, cool. They we're, clinched the wild card spot. They uh, they go to the playoffs in two thousand eight. No, it was it was it was insane, insane. Yep. All right, how many other lists do I have? Um, you have almost all of them, and. There's only two left on my list. Okay. Okay. So I, I, here's the problem: is the two thousand best moments in Wisconsin sports in the last biggest in last wins in twenty five years. In the last twenty five years. I'll I'll throw this on here because I I don't it is lost its luster in the last years. But was it the Rose? But the Badgers go to the Rose Bowl and beat UCLA in, in yeah. the two thousand. So they I mean they did they or beat Stanford one year they beat UCLA yeah. one year. You know, the, the win over UCLA in 93, 94, it was before GKB. That definitely would have been on the list had the, it been, you know, within the GKB time frame. The Rose Bowl wins for the Badgers, neither of them felt big enough. I mean, it's which sounds crazy, even though they were winning the Rose Bowl because they had won the game in 94. Like, they didn't feel like they were taking the program to, like, another level. And that's why I didn't have any Badger, specific Badger football win, even though, as a program, you know, they were as good as any over this 25 years. Oh, ab- and as important to our company as any over this 25 years. No, absolutely. And shout out to Wisconsin College Game Day making a return next Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. excited about that. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. We got Packers. We got Brewers. We got Bucks. Let's throw in. Let's throw in another big game. It was exciting to me because it was something that you know we all seem to kind of follow. Now, how about the Wisconsin women's volleyball team? Is that on oh, the list? Oh, didn't make my list. I thought about that. I thought about Wisconsin women's hockey. I thought about Wisconsin women's volleyball, who both had some crazy runs and volleyball, especially the recent yeah. you know, championship run was pretty amazing and maybe deserves it. That that volleyball national championship, that probably gets on. It because of the the big thing about it was the team just they in the last 5 years they just been getting close and close. They've lost in the final four like they were they were just knocking on the well, door. So let me give you the last two games and you right. tell me what I'm what I So Bucks Nets Game seven. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, that was, like that was a big overtime one. on the road, Tone the line, yeah. Against KD, the whole you know that. I mean, that was insane, right? Yeah, to that go was. And win game seven on the road. <laughs> you know, you don't win game sevens on the road, much less in overtime. You know, with a, a more veteran team of Durant and you know, and and that whole thing. So I, I thought that had to be on there. And then the final one. I just think it's it's not a memorable game in people's mind as much, but if you think about what what historically had the had they lost this game, I think it's why it deserves to be on this list. Maybe not ahead of the Badger volleyball win, but Packers Bears NFC Championship. Oh yeah, there's memories. As soon as you say Packers Bears, I get the memory of the fact that you know Julius Peppers not being able to make the play and Aaron Rodgers bombing it to was it Greg Jennings. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about Packers Bears talking about Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, sorry. No, so yeah. that was the regular season win oh, to ta- win the division. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about Packers, which is a huge memory. Now that team, that was Rogers hurt that year, and he ends up coming back to to win the division on the last game of the season. He's um, done that a couple on times. that pass to Randall Cobb. I'm saying Packers Bears NFC Championship. B.J. Raji the, intercepts okay, yeah. the pass for the touchdown. That popped in my head just Packers now. Packers win 21-14. Was- K- Caleb Haney, I believe, was the quarterback in that game for the Bears. But the Packers had to grind it out. And the fact that it was the Bears and it was the NFC Championship. And if they lose that game, and I know there could be a, what's it called, butterfly effect. And maybe the rest of the stuff doesn't happen. But if if that's... I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl, right? So if they don't win that game... Appearance. Right? We don't even have... I mean, the legacy of what we look at now is is so different. So that's why I think you got... And, and it's Packers-Bears. And it was an NFC Championship. I think you got to have that there. No, that Randall Cobb play in the regular season, that, that, that forever will live in my mind. Yeah. Now, the other one that I put on there, which um, didn't make my top 10, but I thought was worth noting... Packers beating the Cowboys after they lost to them in the regular season in the postseason. When when Jared Cook, you know, on the on the sideline, Aaron Rodgers drives him down in less than a minute. Mason Crosby kicks the field goal. Like that was the team that had run the table at the end of the year. Like I don't know, that team was uh, was was a pretty memorable one, and that game was crazy memorable. But to me, not top ten with those other. I couldn't put it ahead of any of those, and I can't put it ahead of your Badger volleyball. Either so was that the year that the Packers went on to lose uh, to Seattle or no? I mean, I feel like that was every year, but 
I don't know. Will deal. Uh, Will deal. Fill in the gaps on uh, on where they ended. I thought. I thought they lost to San Francisco. Like that was like a Might Colin Kaepernick it. type loss. That, all, all throughout my uh, college years, I should say grad school, the 49ers ran up well, and down. Like the field I feel like that was the Colin Kaepernick year, but maybe uh, maybe it was. It had to be at least. I think it was 20, 2017. 20, was, was, it 20, was it twenty? Was it twenty seventeen? Yeah. It just the new year twenty seventeen. So so I, don't, yeah, I was on I don't vacation when it happened. Season seventeen or whatever. All right. So, all right, we, we did the best of times. We're going to hit the worst of times, and then we'll hit Jason Wildy uh, as we continue. Also, I uh, have to figure out our, uh, our Palermo's picks wager for this season. So a lot to get to this morning. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday Karma with Craig Carmesy on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's the MIBs. Uh, come the MIBs. From 1997 or random? 97. Okay. Okay. We're theming it back to 97. Talking about 25 years, which it's been. Uh, This is the last uh, show of what we're calling uh, Good Karma Brands Month. GKB Month. As uh, our company's now been around 25 years. And we're rolling through the best best 10 wins of the last 25 years. I, I feel like we had most of the same ones. You know, as you rolled through the ones that jumped out to you. I mean, you had that Wisconsin, Nebraska college football game i didn't have that you yeah, thought of the volleyball game which i should have had that i didn't have um but mostly you know i think we were aligned right pretty yeah, much we're, same we're, games. we're pretty pretty much aligned there yep yep um, losses will probably be the same so all right now on to the losses dun 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 what are the 10 losses you can't get over of the last 25 years. Let's start with the one we just kind of talked about before, the Seattle game. Now, the Packers say lose. the Seattle game. The, Packers, the, the one with the, the onside kick where yep. they tried to blame one person, Brandon Bostic, instead of taking accountability as a coach, try to blame a player. So, yeah, that one. Yep. Uh, by the way, there's another loss that reminds me of that where one guy kind of got the blame, I feel like, instead of the team getting the blame. I'm not sure. Um, but it's a I, Brewers one. Oh, oh, Josh Hader maybe. Nope. Oh, I don't. Who who got the blame? I can't recall. I'm saying Trent Grisham. Oh, oh, oh! They did trade him. Yeah, that right? mean, yeah. I mean, he he's a good outfielder. He's a good player, but he couldn't pick up that base hit to center field against the Nationals, and then all of a sudden he was gone. That's very true. They did get rid of him. It was that, a good trade, though. It turned out to be a good trade. That reminds me of each other. That that one's on my list, too. Oh, that's on your way. list? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that was recent history. Oh, yeah. I mean, that game, the Brewers had had it. Hater blows the save. The Nationals win the World Series. I mean, the Brewers... I'm not saying the Brewers were good enough to win the World yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah, But you're winning in the ninth inning... In a game like that, to me, that was a that was a crushing loss. I mean, I, I only have on here two Brewers losses, and that's one of them. The Brewers, um, was it the Dodger series? There's another what series. I have my other yeah, one. Yeah, that was that was crushing. They for go me. to the NLCS. Yeah, that that was crushing. And they have it at home. Yeah, yeah, that's what you wanted. And do you remember what happened in the first inning? 
No, I can't. Christian Yelich hit a home run. Oh, did we we started the game They're all up, hot? Brewers are up one nothing in that game. Um uh Jules uh, Chassin is pitching. For oh, the yeah, that just shows how far we've come. Yeah, so even though he did pitch well that year. So or maybe he, he had a, he got hot two late innings so. giving up like a few runs. Hader comes in. That was Hader's only good postseason. He was dominant that postseason. He he was he came in and p- pitched three scoreless innings in that game. That was back when he was he was willing to pitch more than one inning. Um, so he pitched innings three, four, and five. Woodruff actually pitched the eighth and ninth. Uh, Jeffress had a little struggle in that game. Uh, our guy. Shout out to Jeremy Jeffress. Jeremy Jeffress, he was uh, our guy. Another one. But on anyway, here. so that's those were the only two Brewers losses I had on my list. I'm gonna throw two Packers games on here at one time because the losses came to the same team. Now the loss where the Packers were 15 and one, I believe. That I have that one on here. That see, there's so many tough ones for the Packers because every year their elimination has felt crushing. But I thought because they had won the Super Bowl. And then seemingly were better the next year, right? They were unstoppable that year. They let Cullen Jenkins go, I believe, that we didn't have Cullen that year. I was still upset about that. Um, so I have that one on my list. And then also 2007-2008 season where Brett Favre's last time as a Packer, that was crushing. You I know mean, what? I I didn't put that on the list, but I think that's got to be ooh, on here. Listen, I, I, was, I was sitting at my parents' house. I was a senior in high school. Watching that game and Brett Favre looked so cold and he threw that interception and we lost and and then Brett Favre retired and he unretired and they didn't want him to come back and they let this young kid Aaron Rodgers take over and the rest is history. Well, the Favre that game was interesting because I feel like they were really bad in that game except they had one big touchdown pass to Donald Driver where and we got into overtime. So yeah, so I'm saying like at home they were really bad in that game. But they were still right there with a chance to win it. Yeah, that was the NFC Championship game. Yeah, so that was a get Brett Favre back to the Super Bowl. So in that game, Favre was nineteen to thirty-five for two thirty-six, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Donald Driver caught a ninety-yard touchdown in that game. Yeah, I mean you, you're right. The offense was because it was what the final score was seventeen fourteen or 21, 23, 20. 20, oh, 23, Yeah, Donald Lee had a touchdown in that game. 12-yard touchdown. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some more crushing. Oh, but that was also, yeah, that was, yeah. And by the way, there's so many Packers, like, losing the first time they ever lost at home in the playoffs to Michael Vick. That was hard. That didn't make my oh, list. That was, that was tough. The Kaepernick game didn't make my list. That was terrible. The Buccaneers, when the Pack just a few years ago, right, the Packers have the home game and they lose to the Buccaneers. Aaron doesn't run or whatever. They 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 kick the field goal instead of going for it on fourth down. Last year against the you know 49ers with the block punt when you know all of those are hard, but those didn't make my list. So also the the game that I had on here what, for the which, Packers, what you have, which we should boot. Uh, you know, because the NFC Championship deserves to be on there. But I just remember the pain being so raw of that game. The Arizona was the game? regular season. Oh, no. Fail Mary against Seattle. Oh, yeah, that was uh, a joke. That was a Monday joke. Monday Night Football, That was right? replacement that, referees. That was a joke. I'm saying, to me, there was almost like more anger about that game than some of the playoffs. But you games. got cheated. Right? See, it, aren't you? So I, we probably should take that one off, but that one feels big, you know? No, I, that one is because you feel like you just got blatantly cheated. How about this one though? We'll ask Will. We'll ask Wildy about that one. Where that one goes? The Bucks game seven in Philadelphia in two thousand and one. 
Yep. That Sorry. one hurt as well because the Bucks had swept the Lakers during the regular season. So a Bucks fan like me, how naive it may sound, I felt like the Bucks could have beat the Lakers that year. We had our big three. We had beaten them twice during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, now the question is, if you were going to boot a Bucks game off this list, would you boot off them losing to the Raptors as the one seed, or would you boot boot them off losing in the bubble? Oh, bubble. The, the, the way bubble. they lost. Oh, the bubble is just, uh, no. no that, that Raptors one, I still feel salty towards the Raptors. Yep, that's what I had to. Very salty. Yeah, and then, I don't, Craig, there's so many Badger games, but I would I would definitely, there's, I so mean. So I have one Badger football game here and one Badger basketball. One oh, bad, I have two Badger football games. One Badger football game has to be TCU, two-point conversion. Oh, uh, I didn't th- have that. Okay, all right. And then another Badger football game would have to be Michigan State. That's where, what that one in the big t- uh, not in the, That was in a regular season. Yep, that was yeah. a regular season game. But to me, that kind of cost them the well, national they, championship. It, it, chance, it did. It which, did. You know, because then they ended up losing Ohio State in a similar way the next week. But to me, that Ohio State, that Michigan State game, yeah. was was the biggest gut punch. You know that that you could have. That TCU game was tough for me. The other one I have, which maybe you disagree with me on, and you had brought up when they spanked Nebraska in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. I'm thinking about when Ohio State Oh, did it destroyed it. us? Like I mean, 60-0? I think it was 59 nothing. Their head coach had one foot out the door already. And they, were, they had their third string... They had their third-string quarterback play. Cardell Jones, it was turned out to be pretty good. I mean, Ezekiel like, Elliott ran for 220 on him. Now, it was 59 nothing, and to me, it was cuz from that point on, it was almost like I don't know if we even want to make the championship anymore. Like that's you, how Badger fans felt. That that loss to me took the heart out of Badger football fans. The, the Gary and that was the Gary Anderson era. He had accepted another job. He knew he was going. He knew he was leaving. He knew it. So at, now that game was that was that was the one of, that was the worst loss I've ever seen the Badgers have. The Badgers had a nice run where they only lost by less than a score. Many for for a couple seasons going. So I'm saying, would you put that one on the list, or would you not put that? No, one on that, the list? that I mean it was hurtful, but no, I, I would. I mean if. It, <laughs> I wouldn't put that on the list. Do you have Badgers basketball in there? Because there's quite a few Badgers basketball games I can think of. I can think of the Florida game in the NCAA tournament where they hit that three-point shot. I can See, think of the Notre I, Dame you, game. That game always gets the, you. I yeah, know. It, it, it stung. And, it stung. And, and Zach Showalter had hit a, the three and done the belt and all that. To me, that was a great game back and forth. And that team had beaten Villanova. And was kind of a team of had a feeling of a team of destiny. Yes, where they had lost some of their guys, but, but like they somehow were still, they yes they were still going to go and get there. But to me, like I don't know how you can't say the, the Duke, Duke game. game. The Duke game's on the list. Yeah. I just you know we because we made it. We we got right? there. That was I mean that was the I mean the best chance. I don't know if we'll see in our lifetime for a national championship for the Badgers where they were literally right there. Got cheated too in that game. Grayson Allen, that was a cheated. And then also, I would say the Kentucky game with the three-point shot that the, one of the Harrison twins hit, that was crushing as well. That yeah. that, that was very crushing for me. I, I, I don't do it. The Brewers, do they have any? Oh, yeah, we already, you already had a couple Brewers tough losses. Yeah, I mean, I, I just had those. I had the, yep, we, we hit my whole list. Let's uh, hit Jason Wildey. 
We'll, we'll get his uh, take on the Packers, uh, the wins and the losses for the Packers. And also, what we need to know as we get ready for the regular season, it's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Some 1997 music in honor of uh, 25 years of Good Karma Brands, our last show of the month. Looking at the best wins and the best losses uh, the best wins and the worst losses of those 25 years. And we bring in Jason Wilde, who's brought to us by Boucher Automotive. We ride with you every mile. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Craig. How are you today? Wonderful, wonderful, Jason. So let's let's start with the losses, and we'll build to the crescendo of the win. So we were talking about the Packers' losses, and... We had our list of the top 10 losses in Wisconsin sports of the last 25 years that we were just putting together. No, nothing official here. And I think we agreed the Seahawks NFC Championship was the worst. Maybe Favre at home against the Giants was the second worst because it was like the end of the Favre era. It was home and it was uh, the NFC Championship game. And then the third one on our list is the Giants at home when the Packers were 15-1 and one, um, coming off the Super Bowl win when they were like that dominating team and they lose that game. So those are our three Packers losses that make the list. Not making the list, the Kaepernick, the Buccaneers at home, the Fail Mary regular season, which was painful, the last year game against the 49ers. How do you assess our breakdown of uh, the worst losses of the last 25 years? All right. You you know I love you. And then what about that, even the 49ers, like Jerry Rice fumble? I mean, that's... Yeah, that's that there was, at the beginning where that led to instant replay. Okay, so where do you think we went right or yeah. wrong here? I love you. How do you not have fourth and 26 on the list? Oh. Wait, Kyle, what are you saying? Why not? I mean, it was a big deal, but it was, it was only in the divisional round, right? Well, all right. So here's what I would say. That's the year the Carolina Panthers go to the Super Bowl. That's the year that the Packers are kind of struggling down the stretch. And then Favre tragically loses his father, and he plays that game in Oakland. And then, and look, I am not uh, one to throw around the term team of destiny lightly, but even Favre was was admitting that it felt like a team of destiny. Like, then remember... Then they go to overtime in their wild card game against Matt Hasselbeck and the Seahawks. And Hasselbeck goes out to the coin toss and says, we want the ball and we're going to score. And then Al Harris has the pick six to win the game in overtime. Like, And then they're on the road, right? That's at Philly, that fourth and 26? Right, and thoroughly outplaying Philly. Um, and then obviously 
Favre throws a crucial interception. Uh, I, I just I can't. Uh, for me, anyway, so you think Favre would under- say that one is worse than the NFC Championship at home against the Giants? So I think the the the, the challenge of this exercise, but it's got to be on the list because I I think if they win in Philly, they play in the Super Bowl. I do. Uh, I have I'm convinced of it. Um, I think they go to Carolina. They're full of confidence because remember Philly was a really good team that year too. They they really do believe the team of destiny thing. Philly. I, I just think that they go to the Super Bowl and they're playing the Patriots. And I think that's the Super Bowl with um, Janet Jackson and the wardrobe malfunction. And then uh, it's a close game back and forth. The Patriots were not dominant that year. They were obviously great. But they win it on the Vinatieri field goal. Um, I think there's a chance that that 3 team wins the Super Bowl if they don't melt down on 4th and 26. I mean, to give up that gain to Freddie Mitchell is unbelievable. So the question that you have to ask, and I, I think I understand how you guys have gone about this, is what were the stakes, right? So that's why you're putting yep. the 07 NFC Championship game ahead of it. But I think it's 2014 NFC Championship in Seattle first. It's fourth and 26 second. There's a gap, and then it's that NFC Championship game uh against the Giants because they, I mean, yeah, they lost on a game-winning field goal by the Giants, but they played like garbage in that game. Like, they did, they could not do anything right offensively. They had one big play to driver, and it was not a game where you could walk out and say, we deserve to win that game if you were a Packer. I, I agree, but wasn't it like, ah, oh, that's like the end of Favre, like that, the of that like I felt like well, that felt that way that day yeah except except I think like the year before in 06 I, I think they played I think they played was it Seattle in 06 or was it Chicago in 06 because one year the finale was in Chicago and then the next year it, like Holmgren got on the Packers team Plane oh gosh, are you talking about that game? It was like a regular season, like and I remember Finale. Tausch. Some some Tausch played prominently, and it was like New Year's Eve or something, a regular season yeah. game against the Bears. Yeah, and so both of those games, oh five, whichever is one's which, and I, I can't look it up. I'm driving, but the those two years, you thought, oh my gosh, did I just witness Brett Favre's last game? I have to be honest. That NFC Championship game, with how great he had been in 07, even with Rodgers playing well in that Dallas game, I was—I thought he was coming back. I was like, "Well, there's no way he's going to quit now." Right? They were one—you know—they were on the verge of the Super Bowl. He was awesome all year, except for that cold Chicago game. There's no way he's retiring now. So, like, it was a. It was a completely opposite vibe of what I'd had at the end of the 05 and 06 seasons when they played. They didn't make the playoffs. I thought, all right, he's just going to say I'm done with this. So the 15-1 and team that loses to the Giants, you don't have on this list when, I mean, on some levels, I, I don't want to say they've never recovered from that game, but like... That was like going to be back to back, right? And then and then they lose that game after being the dominating team, and they've never been back. Yeah, and and technically, since you did found the company in 1997, yeah, 
You have to have Super Bowl 32 on the list because that happens in January of 1998. Right. I don't think it, right? That's got to be there, which I was here for that, right? I don't think of that as a season because we weren't like fully on the air. Like we actually, yep, we, that's, it's fair. Our first radio broadcast was December 2nd of 97. So I feel like. Okay. I, uh, we weren't as invested, but I was at that game in San Diego. I think that's got to be there. And that's why that other – I know you didn't – or Chewy says he didn't feel like the team was that good that lost to the 49ers. But as you always bring up, the Vikings lost to the Falcons that next year. I think both of those losses were killer. Obviously the Super Bowl, yeah. which maybe – I guess the Super Bowl is bigger. I mean, that's bigger than – that's our new right. number one. You're, you're back-to-back champions – Yep. If you win that game against the 12-and-a-half-point underdog, I would just quickly add this because I know you want to move on. I, I, I understand the argument about the 2011 team and losing to the Giants, and all, but that's another game where you couldn't sit there and go, boy, they really deserved to win, and they lost. They were outplayed at home in the cold. So that, that 2011 game, they made a bunch of mistakes. They had three fumbles. They gave up a Hail Mary right before the half. Like, that, that, again, I look at it from the prism of two aspects. One, how gut-wrenching was it? How, how strongly do you feel that that was a game you should have and could have and would have won? And then what were the stakes? And so that was a divisional round game, too, to go back to Kyle's argument. Yep. There's no way 4th and 26 should be behind that game. Okay, so, all right, so to wrap up the, uh, the worst of times, we have <laughs> lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl, our new number one, lost in the Seahawks in the NFC Championship, new number two, fourth and 26, uh, number three, and then maybe uh, the NFC Championship, I don't know, I guess you're saying... You're saying 07 isn't that different than Rodgers losing to Brady at home, you know, in the NFC Championship, or, you know, or or some of the Aaron ones. Yeah, well, I think... think the 07 NFC Championship game is definitely fourth because they they weren't ex- they weren't supposed to get home field advantage first of all because Dallas lost the previous week to the Giants they were the number one seed but they have it at home it's definitely gut wrenching it's just my point is that they didn't they just didn't play well that that night and so uh, the stakes were very high I would definitely put it fourth but those other three in my mind anyway, are are well ahead of that one. We go from the worst of times to the best of times with Jason Wilde <laughs> as we continue at Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. See, this is where people don't get the 90s, like had some of the best music of all time. Like, this is, like, probably one of the five greatest songs ever written, right? Uh, right, Jason? <laughs> Not only that, uh, obviously Kyle's been tuning into Wilde and Tausch because we had a lengthy discussion about Hanson because Sarah Tauscher went to their concert. Yeah. They're still touring. 
But this is the only song we could think of that they had, so we're not aficionados in their greatness. But sometimes when you're that good, you only need one. It's true. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do a uh, sports list of our one-hit wonders of people who had one big game, but... What was the Reds, the the Washington football running? Was it Tim Jones or what was his name? Timmy Smith. Timmy Smith. Timmy, Timmy Smith. Smith. Timmy Smith. I think of him as uh, one of the ultimate one-hit wonders in sports history. Sam Congato. Ooh. I mean, he had like a thousand-yard season, though, right? Or you're saying no, his one hit like was his one yards. season? Yeah, his. Or maybe yeah. 500 yards. Yeah. With inflation, that's like a thousand yards now. Maybe actually, it's that's just, true. In twenty twenty two yards, that's true. Actually, for running backs, maybe it's less now. Maybe that's only three hundred yards in in uh, in today's uh, yards. All right, we want to let's. We don't have much time, but let's hit the best of times. So, in terms of the Packers wins that um, over the last twenty five years since our company has been around, the wins that deserve to be on this list as the best, you know, in the top 10 wins of the Good Karma Brands era since our company has been founded. And so when we actually went through it, the Steelers Super Bowl win was one of two games on the list, which I think would be pretty obvious, right? Okay, yeah. What would you have if you were going to have a second game on the list, best Packers wins over the last 25 years? Wow. So I mentioned earlier that 2003 Al Harris pick six to win the game against Great Seattle. Game. Yeah. I mean, that was an amazing finish. Again, this team of destiny vibe. So, so, that, so that, I put that behind Packers at Cowboys. You know, Jared Cook, Mason yep, Crosby, that, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that game I put ahead of that one. So, cause I think Agreed. there's similar teams yep. run the table and, and, you know, Packers should have won that game cause they were up, but then the way they won it was amazing. No doubt. Yep. But, I was just about to say that I put that ahead of it. Yeah. Now I think because it's the bears though, NFC championship, BJ Raji, I mean, if you lose to the Bears there, then Aaron Rodgers may not have ever been in a Super Bowl, right? Like, I think Correct. you got to put that uh, if you're going for number two, as uh, as kind of boring as it sounds. I feel like you have to go with that NFC Championship, even though it wasn't a great game by any means. It wasn't. You know, I, I distinctly remember Rodgers talking about how his best play in that game was tackling Erlacher on the interception, but. You know, what I also think you have to give credit for is that, you know, Rodgers had been so magnificent the previous week in Atlanta and really the week before that when they won in Philly um, that they, they, they punched their ticket to the Super Bowl in a way that you wouldn't have expected them to. Now, that defense was a good defense. There's no doubt about it. Well, they were playing against, sure. I believe, I said to Kyle, I'm pretty sure they beat Caleb Haney in that game. Like I don't, I don't know that yeah. it was like uh, uh, that they were Sid Luckman on the other side for the Bears. <laughs> I think they played multiple quarterbacks in that game. It started with obviously Cutler, then he injured his knee, then it was Haney, and then I think they had a third quarterback that played in the game, if I remember right. So yeah, right. And and BJ Raji has the interception and whatever else. And but I, I still think. To punch your ticket to the Super Bowl, you know, just like 
if we had been founded one year earlier, we not only would have their Super Bowl win on the list, but also we'd have uh, the week before or two weeks oh, before. Oh, that Panthers when they game? Against the Panthers, right. That, exactly. that game so. felt so big, but the NFC Championship the next year didn't. Is there? Is Correct. there? Do, do you agree with that? Because that's how it felt to me. Yeah, because they went to San Francisco, and, and no offense to Steve Mariucci, but I think the Packers knew they were going to win that game too. Like that '97 team was, you know, they obviously had a couple of glitches, but they knew they were still the best team in football. And you know, you talked about this with Chewy many times over the years. Like, I'm sure if Chewy uh, had to play the Super Bowl 32 10 times, I'm sure he's convinced they win nine out of 10, but they just, I think their confidence was a really good thing in that NFC championship game in San Francisco. And then their confidence was part of their downfall when they played two weeks later in the Super Bowl and thought they were going to wipe the floor with the Broncos. All right, let's move forward 25 years and uh, final roster cuts coming up next. Anything we should be looking out for? Anyone I've heard of uh, in the mix? Ty Summers? Nope. Uh, Rob Domofsky already reported that. Nope. Oh, Rob Domofsky, I don't think I've heard of either. Oh, no, I have heard of Rob Domofsky. You're familiar with his work. Yes. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting. They've got practice here. Matt LaFleur is going to talk in about five minutes. Um, They've got practice this afternoon, so we're going to find out who they've moved on from because the one thing you don't want to do is have a guy that you're already planning on cutting come out to practice, suffer an injury, and then you're either carrying them on IR or having to negotiate an injury settlement. So we should find out long before Tuesday's deadline uh, at least the fate of a number of guys that probably will not be out there at practice uh, at 11.45. We know Aaron Rodgers, uh, I, we say in the open of the show, I say should be considered for uh, NFL Executive of the Year. Is there a chance Mercedes Lewis gets cut? God, uh, not with him being the associate assistant GM, no. Um, and I also think uh, I was going back in my archives to the uh, Jake Kumaro, Whitewater Jesus controversy of 2020, which was really the final straw in his frustration with Goody back then. Uh, if they're truly on the same page and Rogers has a seat at the table, then I would think Juwan Winfrey is going to make this team, uh, perhaps over somebody else, because Rogers keeps talking about how much he loves him and how good he thinks he can be. He drew somewhat of a comparison to Devontae Adams at one point. So uh, that will be the litmus test on just how much his quote-unquote say is involved because if Juwan Winfrey is on this roster and they keep seven wide receivers so they can do it, that'll tell you that Goody really is uh, on board with him uh, and what he thinks. So it's so, and that's Lazard, Watkins, Cobb, Rodgers, Dobbs, Watson, and Winfrey. Then that would be your yeah. seven wide receivers. That is my expectation, and then they hope to get Samari Toure, who was a seventh-round pick and had some really good moments um, and has some potential. Uh, I'm guessing they try to get him through to the practice squad. And then that would be four tight ends. Yeah, Tyler Davis, uh, Tausch's guy Smitty. Uh, I think he probably makes it despite some obviously very disappointing moments uh, throughout camp and in the preseason. And Josiah DeGuaro is still a Packer? He, yeah, I mean, he's he's the one guy that can do kind of everything right now. 
line up in the backfield as a fullback, catch the ball sometimes out of the backfield, block in line at the end of the line of scrimmage. So, And remember, we don't know exactly how much they're going to be able to play Robert Tunyon initially. Um, they still haven't said whether or not they've greenlit any of those guys that have come off PUP to play against Minnesota, but I would assume that that's a matter of if, not when. Here's the po- the most positive thing I've, I've said probably about Goody on the show. You know what? If you're going to pay Aaron Rodgers what they're going to pay Aaron Rodgers and you're going to keep Aaron Jones for him, and uh, you know what? I've, and, and you're going to have a pretty good offensive line, I feel like I can't totally blame him that those are his wide receivers and tight ends. I can't totally blame him because at this point, I understand why you'd want to build the defense and draft capital on the defense. I've been critical of it almost every step of the way, and I haven't understood why they haven't added more wide receivers and tight ends, but as I look at how the roster is constituted today, I'd say, you know what? That's why you have a $50 million quarterback, so he can make all those guys better. I'm I'm not mad at this roster. I, I actually think this roster has a chance this year. Um, Kyle, where where are you on this roster? I love the defense. Uh, I haven't seen the offense together. I guess I've seen some practice highlights. Jason would know more. Well, that's of course. A, that's Aaron's fault. That we can't blame Goody on. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. No. <laughs> right? like I, we, I heard, feel... we heard Javon. Uh, uh, we heard Devonte Adams say, "Hey." No matter what, Aaron Rodgers raised the. It was like playing with Michael Jordan. You you take it to another level when you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers has chosen not to play with the guys. So like you can't blame them on that for the preseason. I just had this sneaky suspicion, and I think Jason talked about it a couple of months ago, is that this team is gonna they're gonna turn on at some point. I feel actually good about the season. They yeah. don't have a tough schedule. It's gonna take a while though. It's gonna take a while. Yeah. I don't know. This is uh, this this team. I don't know. I look around the league. I don't see any. There's no one that scares me. I mean, do you Jason, think the defense is good as they are? Or as the people are talking? No, no, no. I think the defense is overrated. But I I think like yeah, as the season plays out and you get a feel like there's there's no team right now. I mean, Jason. I mean the in the AFC there's some teams, but there's no team in the NFC that scares me. No, because I don't know what's going to happen with Tampa. I don't know how I feel about the Rams. Um, but there are always teams that. I, I, I'm uh, saying, Jason, rise they're all good. But I'm saying, when when we're looking, you've said this a lot, Jason. When we're looking at the warts of the Packers, if we were looking at other teams, there'd be as many warts for those NFC yep. teams. I, I think the Packers. Yep. As it stands going to this year, if if I believe what I do, that quarterback is far and away the most important position, then I, I'll say right now, I think the Packers have the best chance to go to the Super Bowl of anyone in the NFC. I think the, the roster is reasonably equal. The Rams are, are a better team, but getting there two years in a row is that hard. So I will I will give the, uh, the Packers the slight edge right now over the Rams. And... Um, yeah, and again, not that they have a better than 20% chance because I think there's like so many teams that could be there, but I mean, yeah. I feel like it might be their tra- their their turn. It might be. All right, guys, the floor yep. is about to start. I got to go. All right, tell them we said hi. I will. All right, there he goes, Jason Wilde. He is uh, brought to us by Boucher Automotive. How do you feel about that take, Kyle? Good. I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I know. No, I think. No, I think. Uh, I feel good. I look at the schedule and I think this team can win 
13 games. Well, they do that every year. But, that, but, I don't know what that is. But no, no, anymore. you don't believe in the defense. And I actually believe that the defense is going to get better as the season I goes on because you're going to have rookies. Yep. I know Devontae Wyatt. That's people what are saying, I'm saying, too. So I, I think they'll get better as I, the year goes on. I think this could. I am. I just have this feeling that Watson is better than we think he's going to be. All. This year, I, the fact I mean I know they said I think in practice I feel like I haven't heard too much but I feel like he is going to show up and arrive and not saying he's going to have a huge season but I feel like the Packers offense is all of a sudden going to start clicking as Dobbs and Watson start contributing they're not going to be you know Pro Bowlers but they're going to be guys where you're like oh wow they're 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 making plays for us now all right we'll have our seven at eleven next it's Sunday Karma ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.